Hey, Claire. Want to talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. <laughs> when you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic diction, we've got some wrecks if you care to listen. We all have an inch to scratch between our mind and thighs. So Claire, did anyone ever teach you anything about sex? Like, did you ever ask someone to teach you, like, a move, or did you have a tutor? A tutor? (laughs) Man, I'm trying to think of, like, all of my experiences, because I feel like pretty much all of my sexual experiences have been very, like, for the most part, like very evenly matched. Like it was with a person who had about as much experience as I did. That's nice. I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it probably could have been a lot better in high school than it was, but. That's true for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, I didn't even have any experiences in high school. I was chased in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what about you? Well, I, I did have an eighth grade, um, or in middle school in general, I hung out a lot with my older cousin, um, who was one year older than me, didn't go to our school, um, female, and her best friend who lived in our neighborhood. And so I hung out with them a lot, and they, it was definitely like my transition into kind of spending more time thinking about boys in general than um, I had when I was in elementary school. And I remember one time my cousin's best friend, like hanging out with my cousin's best friend, we were doing very early AOL instant messaging Mm. with some boys, probably. And, uh, just one night in eighth grade, I kind of learned all of the terms like fingering <laughs> and blowjobs. And I just kind of learned like I just they kind of ran the gambit for me. So I feel like that was my most tangible, like someone taught me this specific sexual thing. Um, but I grew up mostly like my my mom is a nurse, but she was also very open minded. So. Um, I grew up in a space where I'd be like, mom, don't tell me what a douchebag is versus, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't grow up like sheltered in terms of like what things were. And I didn't grow up like afraid to talk about any of those things with my mom. So, but that one, I had like one night in eighth grade or maybe seventh grade with an eighth grader who just told me all of this stuff. And I was like, this is a lot to digest. That's so funny. (laughs) I had a cousin when I was younger who was like two years older. I mean, I still have her, Um, (laughs) but she, she taught me things that were not true, but she thought were true. Like I remember her scaring the crap out of me one time because she told me we were listening to that song. It's like one of those days that a girl goes through. Do you know that song? Mm. I don't know. It's an old song. (laughs) But um, she was like, you know what that means? And I was like, no. And she's like, she's talking about her period. And that's like when you just pee blood for a week. And I was like, you pee 
people bud for a week (laughs) except i kind of wish that was the case that would be better i know it'd be so much easier honestly than just having it like pour out of you throughout the day but she taught me like some scary stuff like that Mm -hmm. like in retrospect i was very self-taught because nobody really did talk to me about that stuff very much Mm -hmm. um not to call out my mom, but she didn't give me a sex talk until like senior year of high school when I was like, it's too late now. Yeah, <laughs> way too late. <laughs> but um, I do remember like doing a lot of research on the computer, the family computer, like <laughs> like at weird times when yeah. I knew no one would be around going into like an incognito window and looking at like porn and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. And then I kind of feel like I was the one who, like, taught some of my friends about stuff like that when I was a little bit younger. Yeah. I mean, Um, I was – but you and me were not very close at that time. We weren't close until, like, almost senior year of high school. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we learned. Well (laughs) – yeah, that's pretty funny about your mom's sex talk. It's like – I know. That's years too late. And it was only prompted by, like, a big fight or something. Like, I think that I lied to her about going to see my boyfriend or something, and then she thought, you know, that I had, like, gone off the deep end or something when really I'm, like, the most... I was so boring in high school. Like, I did nothing wrong. Yeah. (laughs) We, as a group, were all... ridiculously obedient yeah (laughs) but our parents should be pretty freaking happy I think I agree (laughs) I agree and I think your mom lucked out that her very delayed sex talk uh that you had already done your own research yeah and figured stuff out like no nobody none of our friends were like unaware of being safe or something if anything we had friends who were like overly concerned about condoms and things like that if you can be overly concerned which arguably you can't when you're in high school and middle school uh yeah my mom's talk I had to have been 11 or 12 way way earlier than I had ever been thinking about sex my mom took me or she was like Blythe if you want to have sex I need you to tell me about it Obviously, since I'm your mother, I'm going to try and dissuade you from having sex. But if you're going to do it anyway, then I'm going to take you to get birth control and make sure that you're safe. That's like the best possible way to do it, I think. I mean, I ended up being a virgin until I was 24. (laughs) (laughs) So So it definitely worked out. (laughs) But it was a great... I mean, it's, I'm definitely going to follow that element that my mom did was really important to me. And she also, I think very, was very prescient about the fact that I wasn't probably going to want to talk to her about sex or maybe even know what questions I had. Like, how would I phrase questions or even know what questions I would have without having like a full on troubling conversation with my mom about the like details what my mom did was she gave me two books when I was going through puberty too or right before like 10 again nine or 10 um and and one was kind of like an interactive puberty workbook and then one was like a real thick book about 
puberty and sex and stuff. And, um, I never, my mom just put them on my bed one day. She never like talked about them. I never acknowledged that I received them, but I <laughs> poured over them and yeah. it was really, it would talked about body shape and like not a ton of it was about sex, but it was just kind of the whole, like what your body is going through and the different things. And I'm definitely going to replicate both of those things from my mom because, I think that the best thing you can possibly do is just be like, I'm here if you want to talk to me, like always. And you shouldn't feel ashamed about anything, but like, I get if you don't want to talk to me about it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was foundational for us. She opened the channels for our communication and they've stayed open. I've never felt like there was anything that I could ask my mom that she couldn't handle or anything like that. Now, my mom is a nurse. She works in labor and delivery even, so she <laughs> deals with pussies a lot and <laughs> um, and bodies in general. But if you at all have the taste for it, it really worked for my upbringing. And it really made our relationship one where... I know I have a resource always for these kind of questions. Even if something weird is happening, I can go to my mom for sure. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best. Moms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess that leads us right into the book that we're reading today, which is aptly named Practice Makes Perfect by Jay Northcote. This was my first Jay Northcote book. I did not start at the top of the series yeah, because I was too excited about this one. Still the Housemates series, but oh, this yes. is like the third the or the third. fourth? The third, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't really matter. You don't have to read them in order unless you want to see all the happy couples as you go on. Right. <laughs> right. And it know did who not they feel, are. It did not feel important at the time. Um, um, should I read the description? Yeah. All right, so this is Practice Makes Perfect. Getting experience with the guy next door seems like a great idea, until the lines blur. Dev, a geeky first-year physics student, has, has zero sexual experience and is determined to change that ASAP. After a bad time in halls of residence, he's starting the summer with different housemates and a new plan of action. Ewan lives in the house next door to Dev. He's young, free, and single, and isn't looking to change that anytime soon. But when awkward circumstances throw them together, Ewan offers to help Dev out in the bedroom in return for maths tutoring. (laughs) (laughs) It's British. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And Dev jumps at the chance. They work their way through Dev's sex to-do list, but what starts as a perfect no-strings-attached arrangement gets more complicated as their feelings for each other begin to grow. If they're going to turn their lessons in lovemaking into something more permanent, they need to work out how they feel about each other before they get to the end of Dev's list. Man, that's a really good description, I think. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I agree. I was, like, really into reading this book. I was very into this one, too. Not as much as you. It was definitely, like, one of your top ones, I think, for this series. Um, And I had some that were a little more above it for me. But this was definitely a great one. I loved it. I just really love nerds a lot. Mm -hmm. I just really like that dynamic. I just like when someone's very nerdy and then 
someone is also very experienced. Yeah. So this was like reading that description, I was like, I mean, it's a hell to the yes for me. <laughs> and this one did have a cover um, photo that I really liked too, even though it did not match Dev for me. Like looking at the cover, I still yeah. just enjoyed the cover by itself, where it, it's just like a super hot guy with glasses. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ugh, what a and nerd like a lean guy. That's what yeah, I love the about lean. the Housemates series is I love that all of these dudes are like more normal looking for romance novels. Mm-hmm. I'm like really not typically into super muscly people, so I completely agree. I like thinking of like these cute little nerdy boys and stuff. I it's fun. Agree. I completely agree. Yeah, so we've got Dev, who is um, the nerd in question. Yeah, and I think he's autistic maybe i would say almost definitely like he they, definitely seems on the spectrum in some way right though i'll point out since it is a spectrum we're all on the spectrum but i think that he's a little more like diagnosably autistic though they never say that those words no but they definitely imply it in many ways just he's just very very like He's not great at reading facial expressions all the time. He really likes to, you know, like have things spelled out for him and like, like that's why he wants to do this sex research because that is what works for him. He's like, I'm going to make a list. Right. We're going to just go through it one point by point. Like, and then I'll be sexually experienced at the end. Yeah. (laughs) He says little things like, for instance, there, uh, Ewan, uh, the other character, is like, oh, why don't you come ar- come around three? And then he's like, do you want me to come at three or after three? Like, yeah. he just, he wants things to be clear yeah. and specific, um, which, which I Which is dig. great. Yeah. It's a great kind of lesson in how you can be really clear and specific with your wants and needs, but, like, it can still be hot, I think. Definitely. Yeah. The, uh, so... Maybe we'll start by saying, like, how they have their little meet-cute, because yeah. it's really fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, Dev is um, working on... First of all, he's just moved into the house, so he now lives in the house with Mac and Jez. Who are from the first book, and... Or, no, they're from Helping Hand, that like, is the first book. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so they're from the first book, so we've mentioned them because they were also in Like a Lover. And Dev actually knows Rupert from Like a Lover. Yes. Because they both work in IT. It's, did Josh move out and yes. Dev moved into his room, I think, or something, something like that. Something like that. I think that there's actually, like, one other person in between, like, some someone else yeah. moved in, but whatever, it it's irrelevant. Matter. Um, but Dev, uh, well, he moves into this place specifically because he had a bad experience in the dorms and he knew Rupert and Rupert said that this house was very gay friendly. Right. Which is true. Cause Mac and Jez live there. Plus there's Sean, who's kind of a, a, a butthole, but then he but he gets some learning. stuff in his butthole, and eventually he's okay <laughs> later. Later, but at this point he's still kind of a weirdo. But but 
But aside from Sean, everybody else is very nice to him. Right. And it's definitely a safe environment, which is great. Correct. So, Jez, or, um, uh, Dev places an online order for a dildo, as one does. A very nice dildo. A really quality dildo. Which I fully relate to. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of expensive sex toys, and they're the best. Yeah, go big or go home. (laughs) (laughs) But the sex toy is delivered next door. To the wrong house. Mm -hmm. And Ewan signs for it. Exactly. And he had been expecting something, so he just opened it up, not really reading the label that hard. Didn't realize. And then he's like, ooh, what a great dildo. (laughs) And then he's like, I didn't order this. And then he sees Dev's name on it. And then he's like... I don't want Dev to like freak out. Like he could he already opened the package. Right. So he was like, I can't just leave it. Right. I don't want him to like not know who saw what right. was in this package. So he's like, I have to go give it to him myself, even though it's really awkward. Right. <laughs> so that's kind of how they meet. I mean, they had sort of met before that, even just like they had like spoken before. Because they're next door neighbors. But it was a really Awesome. It really Big touched move. me because he brings the dildo to Dev and like when he first, so they go up to his room before anything, he's even said anything. And then as soon as Dev realizes that he, that Ewan got the package and he knows what's inside of it, he like turns completely white mm-hmm. and he's like terrified basically because you find out that when he was living in the dorms, they like found out that he was gay and they were mm-hmm. really mean about it. Exactly. So uh, it's just such a like sad but sweet, vulnerable moment. Mm-hmm. I really loved it because Ewan is just like the kindest person and he's just totally cool about it. He's like, there's nothing to, it's like, it's an awkward moment, but there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. And it just really sets up Ewan to be like, Really deserving of Dev, considering Dev's kind of naivete in all yeah. of these matters. You're just like, he is going to be really uh, protecting force for yeah. sweet Dev. Uh, it was great. And also, I have to mention that this is the book where I pictured Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. as Ewan the entire time. So it was like doubly fun for me because I just love him. I wish I could picture picture Ewan McGregor. <laughs> I definitely pictured this guy. I pictured someone who was completely pale, like <laughs> could stand next to a white pa- piece of paper and be uh, matching <laughs> with um, red hair. So I felt like, which is not um, well, it's it's not Why a usual so? sex symbol type. That's just like a fact. Right. Like redhead guys do not get the most love. Right. And we don't have a ton of examples of really sexy redheads. I mean, I'm positive that there are some for sure. I just can't think of any yeah. off the top of my head. But it's definitely a thing that I think in general is kind of maligned by society, like gingers. Gingers. Especially, (laughs) I think, with British people. Like, whenever I'm, I don't know, watching an interview with Harry Potter (laughs) actors, or I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to seem like totally not an Anglophile at all, but I feel like 
being a ginger is more maligned um, in in that uh, country. <laughs> yeah, well, so I really appreciate Jane Worthcote. Like, he has several redheads. We've talked about this before, yes. but he definitely, he seems to be pro redhead and I am too. So I feel like I am more because I've been thinking of redheads fucking more often because of Jay Northcote. I think I'm more into redheads now. I think that's wonderful. We're just like slowly expanding our sexualities. I think, which is great. Yeah. Just to consider more types of people, you know, I would say, I would say that this also expanded my interest in people who are maybe farther along on the autistic spectrum. But if I'm being honest, I've always kind of been into that. Yeah. I mean, when I think back on like, yeah, like um, people that you liked in high school and stuff like that. Yeah. Lots of like very sweet, shy boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's adorable. That I brought under my wing that did end up kind of being a thing when I look back at my high school experience. For sure. But like everyone liked it. I, I didn't. I think so. I think so. And also I didn't have sex with anybody. So it was just more. It was more friends of, with people. Yeah. But I was obviously just into it. Yeah. I just like sweet nerd boys. <laughs> and Dev is adorable. I love him. He's so cute. So when um, when Ewan sees Dev's dildo or they have that exchange, that's not really when they get together, though, or when they decide to, like, embark right. on this experiment. So what happens is that Dev... Um, Decides to join Grinder. He's got like a whole sweet list of like all the things he wants to accomplish. And it's like join Grinder, try some sex stuff, maybe have a boyfriend, like Yeah. Well things. it does get very specific into like the sexual acts he wants to try out. Right. Once he finds a tutor of his choosing. <laughs> so Dev joins Grinder. And then I'm going to read what happens um, after Dev joins Grinder because... Because it's adorable. Because it's super adorable, but just as a, um, uh, a preface, uh, his Dev's chosen handle for Grinder is VirginGeek333, <laughs> and um, it says that he's looking for sexual experience, and he has, like, face pics on there, and he... Uh, looks very young on the on the uh, screen. Yep. And uh, Ewan considers this a problematic threat. Yes. <laughs> to um, Dev. <laughs> Dev raised his head from his phone when the doorbell rang, just audible to him on the top floor. He was in the middle of an awkward conversation with someone called Daddy Pig XX, who kept pestering him even though Dev had already declined his offer to ream his sweet virgin arse. Sure, Dev was looking for experience, but he'd been thinking more along the lines of a snog and a handjob, possibly graduating to oral eventually. He wasn't sure of the grinder etiquette, but figured he should block this guy who obviously wasn't going to take no for an answer. But he didn't want to seem rude and make Daddy Pig XX angry. (laughs) Alarmingly, he was only 300 meters away, and Dev was now questioning the wisdom of putting his face on his profile. The doorbell rang again. Dev sighed in exasperation. It was a pain in the arse being on the top floor. Surely someone else must be in. 
He opened the door and started to go downstairs, but the sound of voices told him one of his housemates had beaten him to the that one of his housemates had beaten him to it in the end. I need to talk to Dev. The voice was breathless and urgent. Dev recognized the Scottish lilt immediately. Oh yeah, he's Scottish. <laughs> um, and his heart picked up. Gorgeous Ewan from next door. He flushed at the memory of their last encounter, but had but it had been really decent of Ewan to hand deliver the dildo and save Dev <laughs> the stress of wondering who'd tampered with the parcel. Oh sure, I think he's in. You know where his room is, yeah? Came Max reply. Yeah. Dev paused on the stairs. What the hell does Ewan want? Not that Dev was complaining about seeing him again, but the visit was unexpected. He quickly turned and retreated to his room, but left the door ajar for Ewan. His phone screen was flashing with another message from Daddy Pig XX, so he closed the app, then ran his hands through his hair, wishing he'd put some product in it after showering earlier. It was a fluffy mess. There was a tap on his door. Dev looked up to see Ewan standing in the doorway. He was dressed in shorts and a t-shirt, and his feet were bare. They were nice as feet went, so pale, blue veins were clearly visible, and his nails were clean and neatly trimmed. I, um, came around in a hurry, Ewan said. Dev realized he was staring at Ewan's feet, so he dragged his gaze back up to his face. Can I help you? Dev knew as soon as he said it that the greeting was weirdly formal. That was what happened when he spoke before thinking about what he was going to say. Ewan just stared at him, a frown on his face, and clearly uncomfortable, but Dev had no clue why. Ewan was empty-handed, so he obviously hadn't taken delivery of any more sex toys of Dev's. So what was this embarrassment about? This is awkward, Ewan said finally. Again? Dev raised his eyebrows. Something relaxed in Ewan's features then, and he huffed out a laugh. Fuck, yeah. Okay, maybe this is none of my business. In fact, I know this is none of my business, so feel free to tell me to fuck off, but I found your grinder profile. Oh, Dev shrugged. Well, I guess that's not too surprising. I mean, based on location, I suppose you would if you were on there too. I didn't see you, though. You wouldn't recognize me from mine, Ewan said. My My profile photo doesn't show my face. Right. Are you one of those blokes who only show your torso? I thought about doing that, but I think my face is my better feature. I'm a bit skinny, so I thought I, so I thought a torso shot would put people off. So anyway, I still don't get it. Why are you here? If you want to hook up, you could have messaged me. Oh my God, no! That wasn't why I came. That wasn't what I came here for. Ouch! He obviously wasn't Ewan's type then. Ewan came in and shut the door behind him. He ran his hands through his hair in what looked like exasperation. They faced each other as Dev waited for him to explain. Dev was still confused. What on earth was Ewan's problem? Virgin geek? Looking for experience? Is that shit true? Ewan finally asked. Dev shrugged, cheeks heating as he admitted. Yes, what's wrong with that? Everyone was a virgin once. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Fuck, Ewan muttered. No, no, of course it isn't. That's not what I meant. But look... Grinder's a weird place, okay? There are some nice guys who use it, and there are some not-so-nice guys, and there are some fucking dangerous weirdos. I just... Don't you think it might be better to go on a date, find someone you trust a bit to have sex with? That's what I'm trying to do. Dev was offended now. I'm not completely naive, you know? I thought I might find someone through Grinder to hook up with, to be friends with. I'm not looking for anything serious yet, but I thought it might be a good place to start. There was a long pause. Well, okay... What about me, then? Ewan blurted. Devin blinked. What about you? 
I mean, I can help you with that, getting experience. I might not be your type or whatever, but I could show you the ropes as it were. I don't mean in a kinky way unless you are into being tied up. And you already know me. You know that I'm not an axe murderer or anything. I don't know you well. You could be an axe murderer. Yeah, but I'm not. I think that's what any axe murderer would say. Dev was utterly serious. It was logical after all, but you wouldn't laugh. Yeah, I guess so. Bloody hell, Dev. You're hard to argue with, but seriously, though, the offer's there. You want sexual experience? He gestured to himself in a way that drew Dev's gaze to the tempting bulge in the stretchy fabric of his shorts. I'm here for you. No strings, no pressure. I'm not looking for a relationship, but if you want someone to have fun with, then I'm up for it. He seemed to be serious. Dev considered his options. Yuan was a nice guy from what Dev had seen so far. He absolutely was Dev's type, and the sexy accent was a bonus. Yuan lived next door, so he had geography on his side when it came to convenience. Dev had no way of checking his credentials, but he wouldn't have been able to ask for sexual references for anonymous guys on Grindr either. It was a good offer. Dev would be churlish to turn down Yuan but he didn't want to inconvenience him or abuse his obviously generous nature, as Ewan was clearly only doing this to be kind. <laughs> but hell, even if it was only a pity fuck, Dev would take it over Daddy Pig reaming his arse any day of the week. <laughs> That's really kind of you, he said, but I don't want to take advantage. Is there something I could do for you in return? Ewan made an odd noise, somewhere between a cough and a choke. Um, he scanned Dev's room until his eyes lit on the row of textbooks. You're a physics student, right? Dev nodded. So you must be pretty good at maths, right? Dev nodded again. It seems like bragging to mention he'd won the math prize at school. His maths teacher had been devastated when he applied to study physics instead of mathematics at university. But physics was even more exciting than maths, especially cosmology. Well, I study psychology and I have to do statistics as a part of my course, but I really suck at it. Seriously, numbers are a mystery to me. So could you help me with that? And in return, I'll help you with... The other stuff? Dev smiled, happy their arrangement could be a reciprocal one. Yes, that's a good idea. I think I'll stop there. Nice. (laughs) I think that pretty well encapsulates how fucking adorable they are together. I agree. I love the entire exchange. (sighs) Me too. Actually, this is kind of like close to a romantic comedy, I would say. Because there is a lot of like just... Uh, the the cute silly meet cute and everything like mm-hmm. is so adorable and Dev is just Devin they're so cute together and they're so funny <sighs> yes I love that they both think that the other person doesn't want to fuck them when they obviously do. I mean, that is a trope of romance novels in general, too, as you have to come up with some sort of... And it does seem like one of the most likely things, honestly, because, like... I just feel like lots of people probably have insecurities and wouldn't, like, you know, would not just automatically assume that this person is doing it because they want to fuck you. Yeah. And (laughs) I think that being insecure about, like, your bedroom skills also are very real. I'm pretty sure I met a man, like, right before I met my husband, like, a couple of weeks before. And, um... It was, I had been very inexperienced at the time and gave like the worst hand job of all time because I didn't know that there needed to be lube. I was like, man, this feels pretty rough, but also 
I just didn't know it was a mystery well, to me. Everybody, I mean, also, there doesn't have to be. Like, you can, I think you can do a hand job without lube, but, like, it sounds like he wasn't a very good um, communicator of what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't work out, obviously, <laughs> but I do feel like a big part of it was just that I was so shitty and, uh, and was not clear that it was my first time or anything. So I feel like maybe he was just like, Oh, this, this chick is like really into making out and then just kind of gently touching my dick a little bit. I mean, unless he was going to supply the lube, I feel like it's really more, (laughs) it's more on him than you if he didn't like it. (laughs) That's true. And it does take a while. I feel like lube is a hard thing to introduce in a first sexual encounter to begin with. For (laughs) sure. Um, though maybe not if you're two guys, cause like, it well, might be yeah, a more natural thing. Definitely. But, um, anyway, I'm just saying that not having sexual experience can end up feeling like a real hindrance and that you maybe just want to get some sexual experience with someone you don't care about first. For sure. Um, is, a, is really relatable to me. I definitely get that. Um... But I love just having like a little, like a list. His list is so sweet too. Oh, I have his list right here. Oh, great. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is, all right. And it's labeled as sex things to try. <laughs> Kissing. Great. Hand jobs. Mm-hmm. Frottage. Ooh. That's like dry humping, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Blow jobs, parentheses, giving. Mm-hmm. Blow jobs, parentheses, receiving. Mm-hmm. Fingering, uh-huh. rimming, parentheses, giving, rimming, parentheses, receiving, uh-huh. <laughs> and then topping and bottoming. So he wants to do it all. He wants to learn everything. Just as an aside, I went through a phase. I have very seldom watched visual porn as my... Uh, actually, when I was younger, I partook in the porn a little more. But, um, as an older person, I don't usually watch porn, but I went through a very intense phase of being really into frottage porn. Really? <laughs> yes. And That's amazing. whatever the porn, porn site was that I was using, which I would imagine was Xtube, but I, I just can't remember now. Um, I think Xtube is the one that I used in high school. Yeah. The most. <laughs> yeah. I didn't look at porn that much in high school. I honestly look at it way more now, but... I looked at it way more. I in high read school. a lot more stuff in high school. That makes sense, but not books. Like more erotica, erotica. I guess. I would say that that's what I read more now. Well, now I read more romance novels, but mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but erotica. Reading erotica is probably my main thing now. But I was really into frottage visual porn, and it was like almost all the videos were by like this one guy or maybe one couple and they were like pretty overweight like and so it was kind of just like there were like different angles of the videos but it was mostly like some very overweight guy's ass just kind of like jiggling (laughs) and I was so into it I just couldn't I don't know why I was so into it I watched the same videos all the time I think maybe it was like they're grunting and like how I don't know just how into it they were I think that before I had sex like the porn that I was into was really different because like it was more I don't know because I couldn't relate 
to actual sex. So like I can see how like watching somebody dry humping would be like the much more sexy thing because you can at least like imagine doing that. Yeah, it's closer to masturbating, which is what I had experienced. Exactly. Like when I before I had sex, I my porn was much different Mm -hmm. than it is now that I have had sex. Mm hmm. Um, I was more into anal before I'd actually had sex. I was more into like anal as a concept, but I think I also didn't understand that you could have sex with a vagina from behind. Nice. So (laughs) (laughs) then you were like, Oh, I can just do it doggy style. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And to, uh, just, I'm willing to do this full disclosure. I've never had anal sex before. Nor have I. Oh, wow. Well, maybe yeah. that'll be a good foreplay thing sometime if we ever try it. Yeah, but I'm not I mean, into I'm it. definitely like of multiple minds about it. I'm definitely open to the possibility, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be totally full disclosure, I do have like some butt plugs and stuff. I have played around with those, but I've never, like, loved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really not sure if I'm just doing it wrong. But I'm also not sure if it's something I really want to explore because I just can't help, like, the poop factor is, like, a thing with me. I can't help it. That is a big part <laughs> of it for – really, it's a bigger problem for Brian. Like, he doesn't want to – Yeah. My husband doesn't want to stick his dick in my poop factor. Oh, it's just too much work for me. Like, I think I'm honestly just too lazy to work up to it. I'm like, for now, regular, like, vagina sex is doing it for me. So, but definitely not going to rule it out. I'm going to go so far as to say that I'm going to be very disappointed if I die having never done it. Because it's just another thing that I want to try. So, someday I will... um, just because what if it's my favorite thing? I just don't know. Man, and I do know some girls who, like, it is their favorite thing. And they've said that, like, they've had literally the greatest orgasms of their lives. So, like, ugh, I mean. Yeah. I do want to explore, like, every possible kind of orgasm that I can have, I think. Me too. So. I'm committed I to I mean, my I'm just not life. sure that, like, I really. Yeah, I'm just. I, I think I'm I'm into, like. The possibility of butt play. I'm not sure I'm into the possibility of my husband's large penis in my butthole. Yeah. (laughs) Totally fair. (laughs) Now, have you done the other things that are on this list? Oh, let's see. Um, Kissing? Kissing, hand jobs, dry humping, blow jobs, fingering, but no rimming. I've not licked a butthole. I have I have both licked a butthole and had my butthole licked. <laughs> I have licked my husband's butthole and it was totally fine. And yeah. he didn't even like do an enema or anything. Like obviously I wasn't going like deep in there or anything, but I was just like, I gotta know. If and it's it was something totally amazing fine. for him, right? Exactly. That's I have that thing too where I'm like, I really do want to explore that more for both of us because men have prostates and like 
Mm-hmm. That's like, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but in my mind, it's an analogous to like the G spot, mm-hmm. which are the greatest orgasms I've been able to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I exactly. So what we learned from that one time was that while it's, and so I've also had the times that my butt has been licked can't, it took me by surprise. <laughs> um, and it's happened a couple of times. It's surprising how willing people are to just make it like do that. Butt holes. Exactly. Well, it is LA, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think all of my combined experiences have led me to believe that for me and for my husband, at least, that it's uh, not an unpleasant experience necessarily, but that the um, rewards don't make up for what I think is kind of a weird it just doesn't, it doesn't feel so good that I like want it and that I do feel like a sudden self-consciousness from it. Um, I do have like a lot of self-consciousness about my butt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but having done it, I know, I understand that it actually is not that big of a deal. Like it just, like, obviously you're not using your nose when you're, in someone's sure. butt, so. And, like, presumably they've at least, like, made sure things are clean down there, you know? Right. But in all of my experiences, no one did, like, an enema. Like, it wasn't, like, a full, like, yeah. obviously they had showered. Yeah. But they hadn't. And same with me. But then, like, I still felt really anxious about it because I was like, oh, that's still got. But I think that that's just true. You know, I was anxious the first time someone licked my pussy, too, because I was yeah. like, I don't know when it's how you're going to feel about it. That's completely true. It's kind of just, yeah, different comfort zones. Exactly. Exactly. And Dev wants to be comfortable with everything. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it makes sense, because what if you, what if it's your favorite thing? But I feel pretty confident that rimming is not my favorite thing, either giving or receiving. But had, had my husband said, oh my God, that was the greatest thing. I would have had a rimming to the repertoire and it would have been fine. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely a hundred percent open to whatever feels really good for myself and my partner. Yeah. And I like that Dev is so dedicated to like figuring out what he likes for himself. I think that's great. I do too. (laughs) And that he's really, especially having had like an an unpleasant experience with people finding out that he's gay, that he still is not ashamed of any of the things that he wants to try. He's coming at it like a real academic and I appreciate that. Yes. I even, I (laughs) love that part in the excerpt you read where he's like, I'm a virgin. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Everybody was a virgin once. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I freaking 100%. And actually, as you see, it's kind of an asset to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, I think that, like, his definitely his naivety is like a big turn on for you. And yeah. So that's cool. I mean, I think that there's just, it just reiterates the point that, like, there, is someone for everyone, I mean, mm-hmm. mostly, hopefully. 
Um, and like the thing that you might be embarrassed about really might be the thing that's like the biggest turn on to the person you finally meet, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a nice, pleasant book. And then at the end they worked out. Yeah, I mean, the whole conflict is basically, like, that they both don't think that the other person is attracted to them. And they're like, oh, you are? Great. Yeah, (laughs) and it's so sweet because it's like, um, yeah, it just works out really sweet. I won't even give this part away, just so that you can enjoy how they really get together at the end. But it's so obvious. You don't, like, think they're not going to get together really because you know they both are so into it. It's just so sweet. I love them both as characters a lot. Me too. And it was a great introduction to Jane Northcote for me. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. Let's learn about everybody else in this house. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. They're great characters to learn about. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about with this book? I don't think so. We can mention what the next book will be. Yeah. Um, Our next book will also be a Jay Northcote book, starting from scratch, which is still a part of the Housemaid series. Is that right? Yeah. Is it? It's the second to last book in the series. Great. Um, but I think it's the last one we'll be covering from the series. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Maybe not for sure. But for the time being, at least. Yeah, I'm really stoked to get onto some lesbian porn eventually. Not porn, <laughs> romance novels. <laughs> that uh, says a lot. <laughs> but you know. But yeah, I'm excited. We've been doing a lot of male male, so like, I'm excited to start to get into a little bit of female female also. I agree. Well, I know that when I was reading uh, Jay excessively, that I was. I was like, I I do need a little pussy, like, put into here. We've talked about this. I feel like I'm a pretty 50-50 that, like, if we're doing too, if if I get oversaturated with butt play, then I really do want to get some, like, good pussy play. Yeah. I feel like I'm, like, 60-40. I'm, like, very into the male-male And I don't really know where the female-female lies for me yet. I'm, like, reading my first female-female romance. Or, no, my second one. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a ton of thoughts about it yet. I need to – I definitely need to read more female-female. But, I mean, I definitely am liking it. Nice. Yeah. Well, the one that you're reading right now I think I have read already – is that right? Yes, I'm reading Roller Girl right now. Yes. That one is such a good, like, stylish book. We'll definitely be talking about that yes, on this podcast. Yes, I can't wait to sure. talk about, like, our derby memes and stuff. Yes. That would be oh, fun. Me too. Me too. Um, well, if you want to talk to us about maybe who taught you some sex stuff or um maybe what would be on your Yeah. <laughs> or maybe what would be on your list of... Uh, things that you want to learn or if you just want to reach out to us about anything really yeah we're gonna put all of our contact info in the show notes of our twitter instagram and email so you can contact us any which way yes (laughs) well with that said go forth and masturbate yep